Well, good evening. This is January 6th. This is Dr. Jim. It's a very cold January 6th here in Oklahoma. We're supposed to have below zero temperature, which is extremely unusual for us. <clears throat> but I've chosen tonight to talk about intention. Intention. It's a very difficult thing, but I can tell you this, that I have intended to talk about it, therefore I will talk about it. I, uh, but when you think about intention, I know the definition of it makes you think like I intend to do something regardless. In other words, I will make sure this happens because that's what I intend to do. It kind of sets me to mind of me playing tug of war with my Siberian Husky, Indy. You know, she's going to keep that rope no matter what. She will not turn loose because her intention is to keep it away from me. Well, I don't mean it that way. When I say intend, intention, I mean it's something I'm connected with, intention. I've, over these years that I've lived, I've learned that, you know, I, when I was a professor, I'm not the one that did all the lecturing. It was the power that, flew, that flows through me that does it. And in fact, one of my favorite people who's been a, just through his books, a mentor to me is Dr. Wayne Dyer. In in his book, The Course in Miracles, he, there's a quote he uses that says that, and I'll paraphrase this, if we knew who walked beside us in this course that we have chosen, we would never have fear or doubt again. And, you know, he calls it source. You can call it God, the great spirit, the great mystery, whatever you want to do. But in these almost 60 years on this planet, I've learned there's something more powerful out there than I am. And I used to, and I remember as a young professor, I used to make sure I got everything right. I had my notes all prepared. When I walked in to give a lecture, I wanted to make sure that when I talked, people listened. By golly, I shared something with them that they needed to know. I long since quit using notes. I'm not using notes tonight. And some of you may probably say, Dr. Jim, you need to use notes again. I ramble. But my ego has given way to my reality now. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have to be the best of everything. I'll just be who I am. And that's who I intend to be. Now let me go back for a moment, if I may, about intention. I heard Dr. Joe Vitale one time, it was a long time ago, when he said, you want something? Intend it. Intend it. And I thought, well, that's crazy, Joe. What do you mean intend it? Intend it, manifest it. Those things seem to run, you know, just together to me. And then I started really thinking about that, that intention is what you consciously decide you will do and you will take actions towards that. If you do that, the universe will open a path. And in sort of an awkward way, let me try to explain something to you. I, about a year ago, I intended, I've done this a lot, but about a year ago, I intended to own a white Subaru Outback LL Bean Edition with silver striping on it. But because I'm too tight to buy a brand new one, I never buy new cars. It's something that's just not important to me. Somebody else take the depreciation. Had to find one that was used with about too many miles. It was in a price range that I thought was reasonable. Because like everything else, I think used the cars were overpriced. I looked. I went to the dealerships. I knew what I wanted. I even seen. I've never seen one on the road, except you know a couple times in Colorado, but not in Oklahoma. I thought, man, it's going to be a tough one to find. I'd gone to every Subaru dealership. One Saturday evening, I'm driving home, about a thirty mile drive home, I went past a thing, it was called a foreign car uh, 
used for a car lot. The guy sold high-performance sports cars. I looked sitting there with a white Subaru out back with silver stripes. So I pulled in. We talked about it a little bit. It wasn't the type of performance car he wanted. He'd taken it on trade on like a Porsche or something. I don't know what he'd done. And he, he just he had it sitting there. He had just gotten it. And the price to me was incredibly cheap. The mileage were incredibly low. So I bought it. Well, having never seen one before in the roads here, within a week I'd seen 10 or 12 of them right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, looked exactly like it. Now, here's my point. You know, it wasn't until I decided I would have that and then I had that that I began to noticing, notice that they were already out, they were out there. Now, they didn't just show up because I bought mine. They had always been there. I had just never noticed it. And I think that's what intention does a lot. If you intend to do something, things, things start arriving in your world that will help you get there. Now, they were always there. You just never looked for them. I think that's true about a lot of things. And in order to intend, now I, I take a different approach on intentions. When you set an intention, like and I'm, I'm trying to experiment now, I'll keep you posted how it goes. I intend to own a Harley Davidson Tri-Glide Ultra Classic. It's that brand new Harley Davidson trike. That's my intention. I've set on one. I've talked to people about the price of one. I've actually driven one. So now that's my intention to own that motorcycle. Not to, to tell people I own one. I just want to own one. And if you, if you intend something out of greed and you get it, you're not going to enjoy it. I want it so I can ride with my friends who have motorcycles. And in fact, they'll if I ride a trike around, they'll probably call me an old man, and they're absolutely right. I've spent my time on two wheelers. I don't need to anymore. So I mean, I've intended to have one. It's going to be uh, sunburst red. I'm going to put gold pinstripes. I'm going to have a brown leather seat with fringes put on. It's exactly what I've intended to do. I'll let you know how that works out. I intend for the money to come. I intend for everything to work out. I'm going to buy it with cash. Um, but... I'm going to earn the extra money to get it. I intend to earn the cash outside of my normal income to own this thing. I'll let you know how that works. But in order to intend something, I first tell people, sit down and clear your mind of everything and focus on what it is you want. And why do you want it? If you want it just to give you joy, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, for hedonistic reasons, that's fine. Greedy and egotistical reasons will not generate the results that you really want. Clear your mind and start small. Like, I intend to wake up in the morning and feel happy. Or I intend to spend this week trying to find ways to make more money while not working harder. Or I intend to find a new career. Or I intend to, you know, help people every day. And when you make those intentions and you follow through with those intentions and you keep you pursue them and you keep looking for things in your life that will help you achieve them, you'll start noticing things begin to show up in great numbers. And I, now here's where I take the different approach. Don't tell anybody what your intention is, especially your family. Once you get the whole tribe involved, all of a sudden there's experts out there who are going to tell you why that is silly. Well, you just don't need that expert well-meaning advice because that will just drag you down. 
And you can't do things that other people have always told you to do. Because that's why you always had what you've always had. You've got to stretch a little bit. And once again, you know, look at life. You've got your comfort zone. You've got your stretch zone. And you've got your panic button over here. Stay in that stretching zone. Come up with an intention that will stretch from where you are. Get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Play with a little bit. See how it works. You will be surprised how it works. I am. Uh, one more thing. I told you earlier that uh, I was an air traffic controller early in my career. And I've been trying to work on this and how to clear your mind. Now, I was an air traffic controller in a fighter squadron, Air Force. And there's nothing more unnatural in the world and to go in and start talking to airplanes that are flying at crazy speeds all over the place like a bunch of gnats and maintain the calm, cool, collected speech. And yet I was able to do that at 19 years old. I could focus to the point nothing else was going on. I was laser focused on what was for six hours, nonstop. Nothing entered my mind except that particular job that I had to do. I knew it was happening second by second, and I could drop what had happened 20 minutes ago, but it was no longer important. I was focusing and building towards the future. I stacked airplanes in towards the future of getting them on the ground. And when I think about intention and focusing, I try to think, how can I get in that mindset again? There again, I'm working on that. But it's been several times. That's just that, that intentions have worked for me. And one, and I'll tell you this and kind of stop babbling, and you may notice I talk fairly rapidly. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. One, I was an air traffic controller, and then a college professor who had a lot of stuff to say that most kids really weren't interested in. But about three years ago, I was sitting around, and I used to go to auctions all my life. I used to live, love to listen to auctioneers talk, and I was retired, just recently retired. And I think, you know, I'd love to be an auctioneer. So I set the intention to be an auctioneer. Didn't know what to do. So I searched around, how do you become an auctioneer? And I found that you go to auction school, actually. So I go to auctioneer school. I learned to talk real fast. And I did it. But I did it beyond that. My intention would be a good one. Within a few months, I was the Oklahoma State champion. A few months after that, Oklahoma State was rookie champion of the year. A few months after that, I found myself competing for the International Auctioneers Association Championship. That was strange. I didn't win it, by the way. But that was interesting. How far an intention will take you if you just set your mind to it, all the things you can overcome. And I had, actually, when I started becoming a professor, I intended to be a professor, I intended to be a very good one, but I had a fear of public speaking. So I had to focus on what I had to say, I had to focus on, yes, I can do it, I intended to do this, and I will, by golly, be one. And you know, the universe came through for me. I was relaxed. I can sit up and talk now for hours and not worry about it. I could stand up in front of a crowd of 3,000 and babble auction numbers and not be, I can break a sweat. I'm still the same person I was. I have just allowed the universe to help me through difficult times and help me make my intentions a reality. So remember, intention is, not, some, intention is something that you connect with. Part of your goal, and to quote Wayne Dyer, is you've got to make sure those connections are clean and solid. It may take a lot of time. It may take a lot of thought on your part. It may take practice, and it is going to take practice. I mean, you know, I didn't learn to be a college professor overnight, nor did I learn to become an air traffic controller overnight. But I had to work at it every day. If you work at it even just a few minutes a day, 
you will be better for it. And let me tell you something else I did before I close tonight. I have uh, I have a Macintosh computer, so I have uh, I can do PowerPoints, and I do a PowerPoint. I set it to music, and I call it my intention PowerPoint. Now there's a company now that I, I understand is called Mind Mapping or something that sells things you can do this with, and which is probably a pretty good deal. But I make a PowerPoint, and on it I put right now it's my Harley Triglide, and along with places I want to write it, put them in a PowerPoint, and it's set to music now. I don't sell this, so I can do this. I said it to Anya's Orinoco Flow. I like that music. And I watch it. I watch the PowerPoint. And I've written on it little statements. And it becomes my own little positive mental attitude book that I watch every morning and every evening. And you know, I'm getting closer and closer to that hardly all the time. In fact, it's become such a funny thing. At Christmas, some of my friends brought me. Uh, a jar over that tape to it. It's called your Harley jar. I had a slotted to put my quarters and stuff. And it's always been a joke, but you know, I I've got a couple hundred bucks in there now. Who knows? But if I can leave you with anything, if this made any sense to you at all, I hope it did. If nothing else, I got to connect with you again. I appreciate all your support. I appreciate all the people who have, have been become subscribers of mine, and I hope that it'll help you in some little way. You can always go to my website. That's youareamazing.com, www.you-are-amazing.com. And look it over. It's a work in progress. And I've got some items on there that may help you. I've got some free stuff. I've got some really nice little products on there. But I want to leave you with this, this cold night. It's my intention to get through this cold night with the thought that you are amazing. You're unique in, unique in the universe. There's no one like you. You're not listening to this by mistake tonight. I'm not speaking to you by mistake. It's my intention that you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good night and God bless you.